following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. It's time now for the Main Street Preps This Week podcast with your host, Russell Venozzi and Tyler Palmatier covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Time now to find out what's happening this week on Main Street in Prep Sports. Here are your hosts, Russell Venozzi and Tyler Palmatier. Welcome back to another episode of Main Street Preps This Week. I'm Russell Venozzi, joined as always by my counterpart, Tyler Palmatier, who is, looks like he's getting some caffeine here on this early Tuesday morning. Tyler, how are you feeling so far today? Pretty good. I'm kind of always drinking caffeine, so uh, that's not too unusual, but <clears throat> in the mornings, definitely, you'll probably see me about three-fourths of the time with with a cup in my hand, just, just so everybody knows. That's just a little, you know, deeper dive into my personal life. Somehow I operated for about the first 23 or 24 years of my life without drinking caffeine on a regular basis, but those those days are gone now. It's That's tough. To fully function, especially in a work environment, you just you got to have something to, to get you right. going. So that's right. glad glad you're in good shape there. And, uh, you know, we've got a, a, an interesting show lined up for today. Uh, first off, we're going to hit some of the Nashville area high school sports headlines. Then we're going to speak with Franklin girls flag football coach Donnie Webb, and we'll wrap it all up with a discussion about how the Tennessee Vols are faring on the football recruiting trail here in Middle Tennessee. And speaking of that, Tyler, let's kick it off right here with the, with the big news. Caleb Herring, the state's top 2023 prospect, announced his commitment to Tennessee on Tuesday. And that was a, a huge get for the Vols there. You were able to speak with uh, Riverdale coach Will Kreisky in the moments after that, yesterday at that recruiting fair. What did he have to say about about Caleb's decision to, to head to Tennessee and to join his brother, Elijah, who's already a linebacker there for the Vols? Yeah, I mean, he kind of just talked about how, the, uh, you know, Caleb uh, is obviously the brother of Elijah Herring, who uh, played linebacker at Riverdale and also went to Tennessee. So that, right, I mean, that figured to play a factor. But um, I think he mentioned that they, they're different guys, obviously. They're kind of, they have different personalities. I think Caleb went out and, uh, thought out some other options or certainly entertained some other options, but uh, it's, a, it's a pretty close family, and um, you know, UT was able to pick up Caleb. A uh, huge get. Huge get for Tennessee. Caleb Herring is a he's a player. He's built He's built like a, co- a future, you know, edge rusher in college football. Yeah, it's easy to see why he's so highly ranked by so many teams wanted him. I mean, he's kind of the his build, the 6'6", kind of 220 frame with, with this as fast and athletic as he is, I mean, that's kind of the exact mold of a player that you need in today's game with, with the way that the passing is. You've got to have those guys coming off the off the, off the the end and mm-hmm. from the linebacker spot, somebody that can kind of do both, play up front in right. the linebacker spot and put pressure on the, on the quarterback. I mean, you saw this year with the Titans. I mean, that was, that's been the big thing for years. They, they haven't had a pass rush, and so their defense suffered because of it. And this year, they go out, they get Bud Dupree, they get Danico Autry. Jeffrey Simmons continues to improve, and all of a sudden, look, now they've got a great defense. So that'll be pretty neat in a few years if uh, both mm-hmm. Caleb and Elijah get to start for the Vols and, and play together. I'm sure um, that'll be make for a great story there. But otherwise, Tyler, we've got, it's hard to believe, but we've only got two weeks left in the spring sports regular season. 
It's flown by here, especially with, you know, a third of the nights getting rained out. But uh, you put together a nice piece with kind of some of the events to look forward to the rest of the month. What were some of the ones that stood out to you when, when you were going through and making that? Um, well, I, you know, there's a lot. It's a, You know, I think the baseball games obviously kind of all uh, – they're, they're pretty important. I mean, they're, they're all very – baseball – soccer softball you're talking about postseason positioning at this point um so you know i think just th- we've only got two weeks left to april i mean cpa lipscomb academy that baseball series uh is got is just stacked with uh future division one players and just college players at large so i mean that's kind of the one that stood out i, I think there's some awesome players in that series uh cpa won that first game yesterday so that one stood out um you know, uh, God, get down, shoot. Let me see. I'm trying to remember which all um, NBA CPA baseball will be important in that same in that same league too. And in flag football, I, I think it's neat that you know the top teams are all going to meet. The top four teams are all going to meet on the final weekend of the regular season before that championship tournament on May seventh. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, it's a sanctioned or at, at, at this point, kind of they're trying to get it sanctioned, but it's a pilot season, so it couldn't have worked out any better for a sport that's trying to find its footing to have a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of what, what have you, not drama, but, um, you know, so it's a little bit tense on that final weekend. Maybe that, that, I thought that was neat. Uh, I liked the grade eight track meet too. Uh, last year, that was, I thought that was an awesome event. It was at Harpeth Hall last year. It's at Father Ryan this year. And it's, it's really just, uh, it's an invitation. Um, you gotta, you gotta be invited. You gotta have one of the best, uh, scores in the state to get in or times. And, um, uh, it's one flight, one, you know, there's no, I don't believe there's any prelims. You go straight to the finals. That's a pretty fun event. So it's pretty, uh, pretty exciting for, for regular season track. So th- th- that was another one that kind of caught my attention on the schedule. Well, that should be keep us busy over these next couple of weeks. And, you know, you mentioned the, the, the Division Two baseball scene a little bit here in Nashville. And, mm-hmm. man, it's it's strong this year. In Division Two singly, you've got Goodpatcher, who I got to see earlier this week. They're 21-2. and two. And then over in Division II AA, CPA is kind of running away with it, 19-4-1 and and there with one tie. Uh, of course, Lipscomb in the mix as well, NBA in the mix. And then on the Division II single-A side, you've got Grace uh, Christian down there in Franklin. Got their record over here. I believe it's 24-4. Uh, and four. So just some really great private school baseball being played here. And I think that move of CPA – from Division Two Single A to Division Two Double A has kind of opened the door for Good Pasture and some other teams down there in the in the Single A division, and maybe closed mm-hmm. the doors for the teams there in the Double A division. Yeah, that was impressive what they did to a really good DCA team. I mean, just just rolled up DCA uh, on Monday of this week, um, and that's a good that's a good baseball team. I mean, shoot, I uh, I, I was surprised by that result to be honest. Yeah, so there's definitely going to be some private school teams from the Nashville area at, at, that make it to Spring Fling. It's just kind of a matter of who can uh, can get through that tournament setting. It's always tough when you run into a tough pitcher here or there. But so far, so good for Good Pasture, CPA, uh, GCA, and NBA, and a few others as well. So it should be fun to see how that shakes out. But first, we are going to head to a break, and then after that, we will get into our coach interview with Donnie Webb.
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Nobody covers high school sports like Main Street Preps, bringing you the hyper-local coverage of the teams and athletes in your backyard. Wherever your Main Street is, we've got a podcast for you. From the Sumner County Sports Podcast with Zach Womble, Casey's Take on Sports with Dixon Post and Cheatham County Exchange's sports reporter Casey Patrick, the MSP North Podcast with Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller covering Montgomery and Robertson Counties, to Main Street Preps this week with Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier with a macro view of prep sports all across Middle Tennessee. Find the latest prep news from your Main Street at MainStreetPreps.com and find these podcasts dropping weekly on these Main Street media social platforms and wherever you get your podcast. Now, back to the Main Street Preps This Week podcast, your hosts, Russell and Tyler. It's time now to welcome in former Franklin 11-man football coach and current girls flag football coach, Donnie Webb. Donnie, you doing okay this morning? Yes, sir. How about yourself? Doing well. Appreciate you joining us. And uh, Donnie, we, we want to dive into the flag football season here. I know so far, so good for Franklin. You guys are 6-0, and three weeks in the books, and one more regular season week to go before the playoffs uh, go down at Nissan Stadium the first weekend in May. How much fun has this been so far for you guys, Donnie? Have the, have the girls really enjoyed this experience? Oh, it's it's just been a uh, it's been a blast. I mean, there's no other way to put it. 
we've said it over and over. I've heard many of the other coaches say the same thing that, that I'm just going to repeat. It's just pure fun um, and pure in the fact that it's not tainted by um, outside things where it's, it's, uh, it's truly uh, athletes that are this isn't their um goal let's say for maybe the next level or for you know what they want to do in life but they're just coming together and, and having fun yeah i've i have heard nothing but good things about the pilot program uh if you're if you're new to the program or the show it, this is uh flag football in tennessee obviously this is a this is just whatever, let's call it a practice round. Um, or at least initially that's what it was planned to be in, uh, with cooperation from the Titans and Williamson County schools. This is supposed to be just sort of the pilot season, but I have just, uh, the feedback's been so good, Donnie. I, uh, and it, some of that is also from you. I, it's hard for me to believe this doesn't have a little bit of momentum, um, to become a sport here in Tennessee. But it, one of the interesting things I thought I was like, how, what are, what offenses are people going to run? And you guys, Franklin, you're running the option. Um, could you tell us that story of how you guys decided to run the option and how has that offense kind of improved over the course of your season? Yeah, it. Uh, to be honest, uh, we had our initial meetings at the school and, and to get girls that were interested. And, and it was overwhelming the amount of girls that uh, wanted to participate. Um, we here at Franklin did not want to, uh, we want this to happen. It's going, I have no doubt in my mind it's going to happen. Uh, I, just because I can see, I, I think PWS play is going to love it and jump in with it. And, and I think it will do nothing but expand. And in the process was, so we decided that we did not want to alienate at all another PWS play sport, spring sport. That involved uh, these ladies, and so we're most of us. I'm sure a lot of them are doing like we are here. We're practicing at night. We're going after the other practices, going trying to go around their games, which obviously a lot went on Sundays. And to answer your question, I got the rule book. We started having quote unquote tryouts because I didn't want to cut anybody. I wanted if this was truly going to be a pilot. I wanted them to uh, want to stay with it and play the next year or, you know, you, you kind of crush the pilot year one. And so we were trying not – I did not want to have cut. And so we started throwing the ball around. And let's be honest, it's not a knock on, on any team at all. I've loved this more than coaching boys, to be honest with you. Um, it's just not a natural throw for them because they don't do it all as often. And so – we started looking at the rules and said, well, a fumble, it stops. So what if we just started pitching the ball? <laughs> and so we started kind of listening to the Titans when they gave us a little clinic. And so we just kind of took the plays that we would use in 11-man football and adapted them to we're always going to have a pitch man and turn it into some kind of an option, which basically looks like a speed option slash triple option. Well, it certainly seems like that discovery has helped has helped you guys win some games so far. And along those lines, Donnie, is there anything about this new league that has surprised you? You know, whether it's the you said obviously a lot of a lot of players came out uh, to try out, and uh, 
it's been a competitive league, league so far, but is, is there anything at all that maybe you weren't expecting uh, when, when you kind of signed up to be the coach of this team? Um, well, two, two things right off the bat. Number one is uh, really impressed with uh, how athletic the girls are and, uh, in uh, Williamson County in general, let alone just Franklin High School. We, we really have some really good athletes on our team. I mean, Liza Paisley's going to play soccer at Belmont. Um, there's everything from cheerleaders on the team to uh, volleyball players uh, to softball players and, 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 of course, the track, track, track ladies as well. And so they're doing a lot of multiple things. So in year one, it was actually good that our practice time is very limited <laughs> um, because – you don't want to overtrain these these girls because I'm telling you that this was the other part of the thing. When they come to me and when they come to us for practice, um, they're wanting to practice more. They're wanting to stay longer. They're wanting to. But, uh, can we go another day? Um, it, that it's uh, it, it. And I say all that. It really is. They they truly are loving it, and I think it can be a great thing for uh, females. Uh, uh, into the next uh, beyond high school because we all know we when we go to these colleges you know there's there's female help all over the athletic uh, the football programs and then let alone you know now opportunity to play a game at the next level which they're going to eventually start doing in college as well. Yeah, and I think um, what people maybe are going to find out, Donnie, if they haven't yet. It's This is new to me, but there there's flag football at the college level. You can play in AIA uh, women's flag football. So uh, it's um, it can actually eventually be an avenue for uh, women who want to go play this sport at the college level, which is, you know, I, that was just, that was new to me. I don't, um, I certainly didn't know that before this year. What, what's, what is your gut feeling about where this is headed here, Donnie? Uh, you, I think you kind of mentioned that you do think it can take off quickly here, but could you maybe say why? And could you could you tell us is there any one thing that you think has to happen to get it over the hump and to for this to be a sport? So, um, well, obviously, um, it's, it's got to move to another county, and then um, which it's my understanding. Um, I don't want to say for sure because I don't know exactly, but I do know that they're um, adding another county next year. Um, and I, you, they may already be out there, and I, but I don't want to be the one to say it and then they go another route. So, um, but I do know they are adding another county next year. And um, Coach Joins, uh, our county athletic director, has told me and some of the other coaches several times that they're getting – or he was getting multiple calls early from surrounding counties wanting to, well, can we start our own and play y'all? Um, so, so I see the interest is there and, uh, and I'm telling you that, uh, yes, it's a pilot and we keep using the word fun, <laughs> but it really gets physical, which tells, and, and the physical part comes out of the competition. I think that is, some of the uh, because it is all inner county with us in this first year, and so the competition shows me that there is 
a want for more, if that makes sense. So I, I believe it's going to go. And Donnie, you were the Franklin football coach for almost a decade before stepping away last year. And I'm curious, has this experience sparked anything for you as, as far as getting, getting back into coaching? Or I, I know you kind of alluded to the fact that you're almost having more fun doing the girls flag football thing, but has that filled the void there for you? Or is there a chance that in the future you'll jump back into the uh, 11 man boys football world? I tell these ladies after every practice, after every game that, it does the win and loss. I mean, yeah, it, obviously it's really fun for them right now because they haven't had a loss yet. Um, and, and we all get and understand that. But I tell them they're doing way more for me than I'm ever doing for them. And uh, between uh, myself and, and Coach Michaela Beebe is an assistant. She's also the volleyball coach here. And uh, Coach Tucker Cathy is an assistant. He's also the girls wrestling coach. Um, so, and he coaches football as well, but it was a connection with female sports, um, to help me through that part. And then, you know, I always knew I did the right thing. I had a daughter playing freshman, um, volleyball and I don't mix with football, 11 <laughs> man football. And, and, um, and now she's playing flag football. So yeah, it did. You know, it, it's not about me, but. Uh, it did help me and it made me love coaching. And, uh, I just, these, these ladies are awesome. And, 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 uh, if you have not, I'm telling people they need to come out and see a game because it really, really is, uh, a, a, it's, it's just a cool thing. Hey, Donnie, we're going to get you out of here, man. Thanks for joining us and, uh, good luck as you. You know, this is crunch time. This is crunch time in your guys' season. So you guys are on top. Franklin's Franklin's atop the standings here with uh, one weekend in the regular season to go. And then, uh, of course, we've got the championships uh, at uh, Nissan Stadium, I believe, May 5th. Is that right? Uh, May 7th, yes. May, May 7th, okay. Yeah. Well, best of luck, Donnie. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. It's uh, – um... The, the other part of the football, and I know I got to get out of y'all's hair. It's been really cool watching uh, do running the option, and Hannah Harvey happens to be our quarterback. She's a senior cheerleader. On top of that, soccer, and uh, it's it's really cool to watch her uh, progress. And I and I hope the rest of them uh, enjoy it and stay on top. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Donnie. That's a four sport athlete. Yeah, you don't see too many of those, do you, Tyler? It's uh, quite a – I guess uh, she probably doesn't have a whole lot of time to watch TV and to just hang out at the house. Sounds like <laughs> that's a lot of after-school yeah, activities to do. But anyways, we are going to head to another break, and then we will come back with our final discussion here on Main Street Preps this week. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. From preps to pros, Main Street Sports Today has you covered weekdays at 2 o'clock on all of these Main Street media outlets as well as wherever you get your podcast. Join the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao, along with producer J.P. Plant as they talk about all things from preps to pros. Today on this Wednesday, Heather Williams from WCYB-TV in Bristol will talk a little NASCAR. And as always, this day in Braves history with Mo Patton and so much more. It is Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Tune in 2 o'clock weekdays on all of these Main Street media platforms now back to main street preps this week with tyler and russell as much as it's spring sports season it's also football recruiting season this is just a time when a lot of a lot of 2023 prospects have been making decisions and of course none bigger than caleb herring on tuesday heading to tennessee and that kind of opens up the the question here tyler um Tennessee seems like they're maybe making some inroads uh, here in the Nashville area that they did not have last year after the whole Jeremy Pruitt debacle, and then they transitioned to Josh Heupel. They didn't really have a whole lot of time to to do the legwork on the 2022 class, and they definitely suffered there. But it seems like that's starting to starting to improve a little bit here. Yeah, I bet. I mean, um, I remember I was at the Wade's uh, Destin Keaton Wade's uh, commitment announcement there at uh, Summit when they, when they announced their commitment and uh, it was, a you know, Tennessee made a big push at them. I mean, they, that was a, that was an, that was an important, I was, I want to say target, but it's two targets, but you know, it's a package deal with the Wade. So, but that was an important coup for, for Josh Heupel that he wasn't able to get. They obviously go to Kentucky and I, I just have to wonder, did Tennessee fans at that point think, where do we stand with in-state guys? Um, I know that Heupel had just come in, but you really just want to keep the best players in your home state around. You just There's nothing fan bases hate more than watching some guy go. 
you know, to a border state or farther uh, to to go in for somebody else. So um, all of a sudden, I bet they're I bet UT fans are feeling much much better with it, with the Herring commitment um, because that's a really good defender. That's a really good edge rusher that now you have uh, with with good credentials. That's going to be able to come in in a few years make a difference on your defense. Probably a, a a breath of, or they could probably breathe a sigh of relief now, you know, because um, he's not the only one, Russell, as you know. Yeah, there's Lately, several, several others yeah. there, and uh, Nathan Robinson, of course, from Greenbrier, defensive end, Aiden Bucell from Mount Juliet, offensive tackle. They're both in the top 15 of the 24-7 sports composite rankings for 2023, and so obviously Herring at number one is a, is a huge get because in 2022, they didn't have anybody in the top 10 in the state that went to Tennessee. Everybody went went elsewhere in the top 10, I think mostly the top 15 as well. So I think in this era where everybody's hopping in the transfer portal, the first sign of trouble, it's even more important to get these to get these local guys um, that maybe grew up with, may, maybe they grew up as Tennessee fans, maybe their their neighbors or their, their high school coach grew up as a Tennessee fan. They're going to feel maybe a little more connected to the program. They don't feel the need to transfer back home because they're already home versus if you know you're from California or Oklahoma or whatever, and you're here. This might just be another stop on kind of your football, your football journey. So, and to a lesser extent, I think Vanderbilt is working on the same thing, and they're starting to have some success in Nashville, trying to undo some of the uh, the damage of uh, a winless season, and uh, everybody here having kind of a front row to that. And, you know, now that we got Langston Patterson going there. Kane Patterson, his brother, transferred in from Clemson. Um, Ethan Crisp, uh, Mount Juliet linebacker, is heading there next year. They're starting to just kind of get some momentum locally. And I think that's a huge thing because Nashville is almost like a miniature version of Atlanta um, when it comes to football recruiting. It's a, it's a place where you've got to have some sort of presence, especially if you're Vanderbilt or Tennessee. And and that's what they seem to be doing now uh, under under Clark Lee and Josh Heupel, respectively. Yeah, I should also note Nate Spillman, the Tennessee commitment, his brother is uh, going to be a key recruit too in years to come. So a lot of this is about relationships. You have to – Recruiting is just, it's not about one class. It's about the five classes after that. You know, if you have a, you feel like you have a future at the school. So Hypel building those relationships in schools uh, and then being able to come back in three years and do well with uh, another prospect there is a big part of this too. So if you're not making inroads with those schools, you have to wonder, are you going to be in play for elite recruits down the road that are from those schools? And they're going to pop up here. You just, you know, that's, that's a fact they're, they're going to pop up and Heupel's going to want them. Uh, you just don't want them going to like Alabama or Georgia or anything. So that's kind of the importance of just owning your state. Uh, they get somewhere else. They could go help. They could literally help somebody else go win a national championship. Um, and that's just, uh, that's kind of the bottom line, the SEC. That, that's as good as the players have been. Uh, and Nashville's certainly getting its share. So um, good for UT. Good for Josh Heupel. And somewhat good for Vanderbilt as well. So it would be great to see how this uh, 2023 class shapes up. Certainly a lot of talent here in the Nashville area. And we'll be covering it all over at MainStreetPreps.com, where we'll also be keeping up with spring sports and everything else that's going on. So thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you back here next time on Main Street Preps this week. This has been Main Street Preps this week with your hosts, Russell Vanozzi and Tyler Palmatier. Follow them on Twitter 
at Main Street Preps. Follow Russell at Russell V underscore MSP and Tyler at T Palmatier 83 and always online at MainStreetPreps.com. Main Street Preps this week is a Main Street Media production.